welcome back for another episode with the GMLT ladies. How's everyone doing today? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Oh, we rich and good. We do. <laughs> black girl magic over here. Hey. Uh, today's topic is in regards to Black Lives Matter and all the social injustices that are taking place in the world and how that specifically impacted our experiences as Black women in corporate America. Mm-hmm. All right, so with that, ladies, I wanted to get your thoughts on the way you feel corporations are reacting to all the social injustices that are taking place and what has your experience been so far? Wow, okay. Since I'm being put on the spot, it seems like. <laughs> I'll say this. Um when I went on LinkedIn, <clears throat> after I think George Floyd's death um, and Breonna Taylor's, of course, um, like a week or so later, like I went on LinkedIn and I saw all these new job postings for diversity and inclusion officers. And I was like, oh, now it's important? We've been saying it's important. Now you're saying it's important? Um, so I kind of... Part of me, part of me, excuse me, if I'm honest, I feel like part of it is a show um, to show like they are in alliance, they are supportive of the effort and cause, but um, I challenge uh, them on actually um, truly understanding what it means to support Black lives. It's not just a trend, and yeah. I think that's how things are morphing right now with trendy thing to do, BML, peace sign. Do you think it's still the trendy thing to do? I think it's dying down. One, I think people are now starting to throw, I feel like, this sounds bad to say, how do I say this though? I feel like the focus is being taken off of Black Lives Matters and then like moving to like everyone's like issues, if you will, from different cultures. And I know that sounds really bad to say, but we are talking about Black Black Lives Matter. To me, this is what I related to, right? Is that um, uh, historically speaking, Black people have always laid the foundation. We paved the way. um, And then other people have benefited from that. And Black people never benefited from the things that they actually laid the foundation around. And I say that specifically speaking of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Then after that was the Immigration Act of 1965. And then came like uh, the Voting Rights Act, which I think came a little bit after that. I need to check on that. I think it's like uh, 1971, I think. But um, Black people really didn't like benefit from a lot of those things as like other people did. And so anyways, I'm leaving it at that. Yeah. So I will say to the point that you made earlier about checking LinkedIn and noticing that there was a lot more of opportunities around inclusion and diversity positions. I remember specifically checking out LinkedIn and I had noticed that there was um, a story that was shared, um, not going to mention the specific corporation, but they wanted a mural painted on one of their stores and they wanted a black African-American artist to paint the mural. And so they reached out to this one individual, they've seen her work, and they asked if she would be willing to do the the painting or the portrait. And the person who had reached out from this corporation said, but we need it done immediately because it's relevant right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the response was like, well, do you foresee this not being relevant after a certain amount of time? 
Um, and this person had shared their story on LinkedIn. And to the comment y'all made earlier, I'm gonna be honest, for me initially, I love the fact that people are now aware of what's been happening prior to um, you know, the deaths or the murders that have taken place. But I also thought, well, how long is this gonna last? Mm -hmm. And when is this trend gonna die? Like we got weeks, we got months, what do we got? Mm -hmm. um, do I feel like people are talking less about it right now than initially? Absolutely. 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 Um, I will say the things that I've seen come out of this is um, the black or African-American population within corporations are definitely getting tapped to give certain talks, to be part of certain panels. Um, I, there's definitely been a light that's now shining on um, the black African-American um, employee resource organizations or groups within companies. Um, people are now more interested to hear stories, hear their experiences, cater certain <laughs> initiatives to them. So, but then I think that brings up a good question of are black people welcoming the attention now? Are we, do we not want the attention? Well, let me say this. It's not coming from my perspective. It's not that we don't want the attention, but for me, I've always been black. I mean, I've been here, so mm -hmm. the color of my skin didn't change. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, you mm -hmm. want to start giving me, to your point, Amal, giving me opportunities to speak on a panel or to share my experience. Like, I've always been black. <laughs> um, and to answer your question that you initially asked, so for me, I saw a lot of companies, throw, I don't want to use the term throwing, but they were giving money to Black Lives Matter cause, which is great, but what else are you doing? Yeah. Um, speaking for the company that we work for, I think it's easier for me to say what we're doing because I work for the company, but I just wonder what are other companies doing besides, oh yeah, here's $5 million or here's a million dollars or however much you're contributing to other organizations, including Black Lives Matter. So for me, that's something that I noticed initially and it was just like, okay, all of a sudden you're doing this, but what else are you doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts on the way that our company has addressed all the social injustices that are currently taking place. Are you happy with the response or the way it's been addressed? Are you not? Um, let's see. I think uh, when I speak to some of the uh, black people that have been in our company longer, they say that our current CEO is much different than the previous CEO. Uh, they say that because of, I think, the the incident or the marching or the protest, whatever, I don't know what to properly call it, but what happened in Charlottesville with the white nationalists and um, I believe our CEO sent out an email. So this was actually years ago. So technically our CEO has, ain't new to this, you know, he been true to this, technically speaking. <laughs> um, so I, I would say seeing him continuously follow through, right, that consistency and that constancy is Bar none, like, yep. and he's been 
open and willing to have these conversations. I'll never forget when he had Ursula Burns come and speak in a, a fireside chat with her. That mm-hmm. was very memorable for me because I I love Ursula Burns and girl, yes. if you ever listen, hey, <laughs> train me. What's um, up? What's up? Mentor me. Um, I love you. Um, even when he had Brian had Brian Stevenson on. And, um, and then pay before, before all of this yes, happened. Yeah, yes. he had him on again. Plus, what's my man name? The other guy, the uh, president of the Ford Foundation, Darren Walker. Mm. I believe that was his name, Darren Walker. I'm pretty sure. Like, I could put money on that a hundred dollars at least. One on one. Um, but <laughs> but um, uh, he had them on. So once again, not to take up too much time talking, yeah. but our 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 guy has been on it. Yeah. He's been. A, I remember the three of us, we were together when our CEO initially sent out the oh, email yeah. mm-hmm. just addressing, like, we're going to have all hands. I mean, we were in t- I recorded that moment, too, so yeah. we can look back on it, but I agree with Tish. I, mm-hmm. I think that even hearing from some of my friends and the companies that mm-hmm. they work for. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, wow, I'm grateful to be where mm-hmm. I am because, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our company did a great job. Mm-hmm. And and still to this day, they're still making efforts. They're still making efforts, but in my opinion, it could be a little better. But that's just yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with the two of you guys. I will say, hey, Mr. CEO, if you let us <laughs> ever listen in, Mad respect. Ooh, we can be Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Thank you for all you do. We appreciate you. Um, and I, I will say, um, I definitely look up to him as a leader. Yes. And I know that. Natural leader. Yes. Mm-hmm. The the position that you've taken representing the company, the ELT, um, I know that there's a lot of people that don't necessarily agree with the stance that you're taking and mm-hmm. the amount of time mm-hmm. that you're speaking about it. But I just want to say thank you very, very much because I do think you are, you know, kind of you're leading the pathway and what other companies should be doing. And you're ahead of it and you have been ahead of it. And, yes, I know that we have a lot more work to do um, and we're not, you know, nearly where we should be. But I just commend you for for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. And it's been very evident that this is. Um, something that is top of mind for you and is near and dear to your heart. So mm-hmm. we very much appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you, sir. Yes. Um, so with that, in your day-to-day working in corporate America, how has the current climate impacted you all? Mm. You go first. How has it impacted you? Um, I will say it it, it, it was hard, right? I think not only is it just the social injustice is taking place, but the fact that we're also dealing with a pandemic from a mental perspective, things are hitting even harder. Um, so, you know, there were nights where I cried. Um, I would go to work and um, people around me weren't talking about it. And I think that was the tough part. And I struggled with balancing what was going on in the world and then having to show up at work. Uh, There were meetings where I broke down crying in front of people and it completely caught people off guard because they didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And that was tough because I thought I could power through it, right? Uh, 
I had to take some very last minute time off, cancel meetings and just said, hey guys, I just need some time to gather myself because clearly I am not in a position um, to be in these meetings and adding value to these meetings. Um, at the same time though, for those people that I did cry in front of, um, it made me very uncomfortable, but I'm, I'm glad that they got to see that I was hurting, that, it, that this is not okay, that we need to have a conversation about this. Um, when I noticed that the, the Black African American community was talking about this, but the rest of the communities around us weren't, I had proactively sent the message out to my colleagues and said, you know, we are going through a tough time and y'all need to check in on your people. And the feedback I got to that was initially, we don't mix, you know, what's personally going on with our professional work. And that completely caught me off guard. But that following Monday, our CEO had an all hands and the dynamic completely changed as soon as that meeting took place. Mm -hmm. And I had those colleagues reach back out to me, you know, saying, hey, I, I truly apologize. I just did not think that you could mix the two. And now that I see our CEO taking a stance and encouraging us to have these conversations, um, I'm willing to have these conversations. I don't know that I'm going to facilitate these conversations in the best manner because I think it made a lot of people uncomfortable, right? Oh, it definitely did. Yeah. And I think especially our, our white colleagues, they didn't know what they could say. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what they couldn't say. It felt like they were kind of treading lightly because Walking they didn't. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I always, I try to also understand their perspective of they want to be there and they want to be supportive. They just don't know how to. But then I think that brought up another part of was it our, or is there our responsibility to educate the rest of the community on how to have these conversations and what to say and how to be there and how to support. Um, I think that's a whole big conversation that we can have, but I will also say what I thought was very interesting is a lot of my white colleagues would just reach out and say, hey, I just want you to know I'm here for you. And that was their way of trying to show support. Yeah. Um, and so you would get like an inflow of messages. It was just, it was all very, very interesting. I will say though, from a management and leadership perspective, at least in our organization, um, there were certain trainings that came out as a requirement for the managers to take in an effort to try to have these conversations. So yeah, for me, it was just um, different emotions that hit me all at once. Yeah, I recall our <clears throat> affinity group, the Black affinity group, having a call right before our all hands and I've never seen I've never been on a call with my peers and my colleagues and people were like crying and it brought out a different level of emotion for me personally, but it also made me feel safe. Like it is okay to have these emotions. And my manager called me right. It might've been like an hour or two after the all hands. And I just, like, I, like you, Amal, I broke down crying. And I think it caught me off guard that he would even call my personal cell phone just to say, hey, are you okay? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. That was an interesting time. It made me a little uncomfortable because I've never had to have those type of conversations. Um, and I think it also made people, people on my team uncomfortable, too, because they did not want to have the conversation. So... Um, definitely a level of awareness for me.
Mm-hmm. I look at some things and some people a little differently. Mm-hmm. What about you, Fish? Um, I, if I'm honest, like, I'm trying not to sound like a negative Nancy, y'all. No, be real. Um, well, Philando Castile was shot in his car with his girlfriend and child. That was the first time I came to the office. Sat in an APR, audio privacy room, um, and I cried. Mm. And then, uh, because the APR door was open, cracked open, and I heard conversations in the hallway regarding um, baseball and soccer, I started weeping. Because at that moment, I knew that no one genuinely cared about mm-hmm. my about black lives and so fast forward that was 2016 so fast forward to 2020 it now matters because the ceo of the company says mm-hmm. it matters mm-hmm. i question people's authenticity i question people's um uh truest hearts of hearts uh, I've always said, and I've stuck by it, is I care about people, period. So, personally for me, I'm not a manager. I'm not a leader from a formal title. Uh, I am very much so aware of things that are happening in the world. And if it affects someone that I know, for example, Amal is Muslim. Muslim. So, I know if there's something happening in the world, I'm like, hey, girl, have you heard about XYZ? How is that affecting you? Are you okay? It's not happening in America. It's happening somewhere else because I genuinely care about her. I genuinely care about what's going on with her culture, if you will. Um, so seeing quote-unquote managers reaching out saying, are you okay? I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. I do care. Um, but I still, at the back, at the back of my mind, if I'm honest, I question do you care? Was it authentic? Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, we've been getting killed in the streets for a very long time. Trayvon Martin started it off in 20, well, I shouldn't say started it off, but um, uh, Zimmerman murdering young Trayvon Martin, um, that really peaked or, or started the movement of Black Lives Matter. So that's been going on since 2013. Here we are seven to eight years later we're still being killed in the street. It's still being recorded. But what I'm, what I, yeah. I'm baffled uh, and very confused. So, um, and once again, I do thank people for, I do thank people for reaching out. I do thank people for having conversations. My manager, um, he had a conversation with the team. I broke down crying once again, mainly because I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm angry. I was angry. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with the anger, I should say. Um, do you mind sharing what it like? I'm think? angry because people because we've been getting killed. This right. is not new. Mm-hmm. Ain't none of this new. Historically, ain't nothing. None of this new. Right. People act like we're super far removed from the Civil Rights Act or Civil Rights Movement. Excuse me. And I'm like, my mama was in that. Mm-hmm. It's been 50 years ago, bro. People are still living. Right. There was people when they were like probably 10 years old calling, you know, your mama the N word. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And now they have some enlightenment, enlightenment because the CEO said something? No, bro. Like, come on. So I do have a question on that, though, because, yes, I do wish people were more aware previously. Unfortunately, they weren't. 
but now they are. So now that they are aware, what are our expectations or what do we want to see happen outside of the Black community? Like, for folks who want to be supportive and are allies. Do the work. What kind of work? Do the work. Read. First of all, learn about the history of America. How do we celebrate July 4th and no one knows? That's a, That has always killed me. I'll be honest. July the 4th. It has always killed me. Um, um, and I say that to give clarification on like, what are we like celebrating mm -hmm. people? Like, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the constitution. All right. Let's talk about the three fifths compromise. Let's like learn your history, learn American history. Don't just go by default. What the school system tells you, yep. go out and learn the history, go and Google. Cause here's the thing you can go. Y'all can go everything else y'all want to do. Google. Hey, why are your black people angry? Why did the Civil Rights Act uh, come into play? What is the Civil Rights Act movement? What is this African diaspora you speak of? What is the slave trade? Do the work. You Google everything else in the world, but you won't Google this because, in all honesty, you're not going to like what you want to... It's going to make them uncomfortable. It is. Yeah. It is. But guess what? Black folks have been uncomfortable for a very long time. Yeah. And we've, we've been able to manage... We Let me ask that same question, but from a corporate perspective so mm. what immediate and long-term changes do you guys foresee taking place in corporate america because of all that's happening right now in the world what do we foresee happening yeah or what changes do you see currently taking place in corporate america to kind of address what's going on in the world right now because i do feel like some kind of change is taking place or do you guys disagree with that i so i can only speak from perspective of the company that I work for mm -hmm. uh, maybe the both of you have a more generalized view but what I will say is um, I think there's a spotlight in Amal you brought this up how being asked to speak on panels and being brought in to lead certain sessions like we're starting to be pulled in for opportunities but <laughs> I mean not trying to be funny, we don't have that many black execs, so what are we going to do about that? Yeah. <laughs> like, period. And I think that's where a lot of the focus is right now on, on mm. talent. Mm -hmm. Talent, it's not promotion. Mm -hmm. We are not being promoted, right? But I think there. I I hope, mm -hmm. and this is one of the things I would like to see, is focus on talent retention, focus on new talent hiring, of you know folks who happen to be Black African American, and promotion. And we should see <laughs> more Black people in leadership roles. Yes, but we've been related. saying this. I think that's what kills me. But yeah, no, no. It really does. Exactly. We've been saying it, and maybe not as many people have been hearing, but I do think that more people are listening now. I'm going to be mm -hmm. honest with you. I have to be, I, me and Tish was talking about this last night. I don't foresee that happening. Really? No. We've, we've, we've been oppressed for how many years now? Mm -hmm. What, like, so... 2020 is going to change that? I don't, I just, I'm, I just don't see it. I'm sorry. People get new vision out here, girl. 2020. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't see it. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just feel like if there was ever a time for 
to be listening. I pray. I pray too. <laughs> yes, girl. I, you know, I'm trying to be optimistic. We carrying. I'm not, but I'm not trying to be um, pessimistic. Mm -hmm. That's a word, right? Yes. A pessimistic Polly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to come across as like the negative Nancy, but I have to be. Yeah, no, please, please do. I have to be real. Yes. You don't think any change is going to come out of this at all? The change I'm talking about is promotion, um, blacks being actually elevated into yeah. leadership. I do not foresee that. Happening. Okay. No. Okay. Mm. What do you think, Tish? Uh We are being asked to speak a lot. I will say that. Yeah. Um, speak your mind. Hold, hold a tongue, to, Lord. You want me to speak, but are you going to pay yeah. me? Now that's that part, right? Run me those coins. I need commas, zeros and commas, baby. Yes. Um, so I think you better flip that her. I wish we had like a video. I wish it was recording this. Um, so what girl was the original question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you foresee any type of changes, mm, whether in okay. media or in the future, in corporate America as a result of the current climate that's taking place right now? Um, Do you think they're going to invest more in the Black African American talent pool? I think, let me say this, I, I, I think there's at least one leader I know that is actively making changes in his org. Okay, that's okay. one. That's one okay. out of how many? I mean, we got seventy-seven thousand people at the company, but we okay. got one man. Okay, I mean, hey. Okay. Jesus was one man. Hey, too. come on, <laughs> come on now. Three fish, five loaves of bread. Hallelujah. Okay, he yes. fed them all. Uh huh. So, thank you, Lord. I uh, clarify <laughs> that we have been exposed to, because you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Yes. Okay. Very that fair. Y'all can see Charmaine right now. <laughs> Turned all the way off. Um, you're right. From what I can see, what I have exposure to, what I'm privy to seeing, I see one man. Um, and um, I, it's up to each leader to actually want to transform their organization. If the leader is not interested in doing that, we're not going to see change. No matter how much talking is done. But that interest, it needs to trickle down the chain. Yep. Oh, absolutely. But if, if he if he or she, unfortunately, y'all heard how I said he, because it's gender bias. Um, if he or she uh, does not force that to trickle down, mm -hmm. it ain't going to trickle. But so do we see it trickling it down? It ain't going to drop. <laughs> <laughs> do I foresee it trickling down? Um, you mean like in our org or like in general or what Just you mean? Just in general. I want to have hope like a mom. Okay. I no, do. No, I, I, that's why my name is Arabic. Fun fact. Okay. All right. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Okay. Um, uh, I want to have hope in all honesty. I do. I want to have hope. Um, but I feel like this has been going on for such a long time. Thank you. Now, if I feel like. I feel like it would have definitely been in yesteryear had it had COVID not been yes. in place. Yep. So um, if I'm honest, right, if if COVID, if everyone was just like living their lives normally, this would not be like okay. such a yep. fourth topic. Okay. Agreed. I've 
this is where like I give honor to God and we'll always give him glory but I feel like there Amen. is there is a, there is a, a magnitude of his presence forcing us to focus in on this issue oh yes I so agree. so I, I I think I'm, I'm I'm I want to have hope that's all I can say is I want to well, have hope. Yeah. Come on, sis, believe with us. I got faith in God. <laughs> Amen. But this hope that y'all, nah. Okay. Good. All right, so with that, <laughs> if we were going to conclude this, and I was going to ask each one of you guys, what takeaway would you give corporations as a result of everything that's going on to allow for either a more inclusive environment or to cater to their black African-American population, what takeaway would you give? That's a good question. Um, Tissue, go ahead. Um, I'm, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Rihanna said when she got her award, award, pull up. Corporations pull up. Okay? Uh, and pull up basically means uh, y'all need to get in the dirty dirty with us. You need to uh, do the work as I uh, mentioned previously uh, and two y'all need to actually look at uh, transformative policies which means actually mm. having a diverse panel and if you cannot create a diverse panel ding 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 there goes your first problem so you need to figure out how to get some talent in there and I'm not saying give black folk any type of black person or just give somebody a job uh, y'all need to start looking at the talent Stop playing games. Point blank, period. Y'all, stop playing games. There's there's so many people in your company that are talented, could do could do wonders. Yep. Uh, look at that talent. Um, and before I, you know, I pass the mic, quote unquote, to someone else. Um, something that I've realized is that uh, some of these leaders don't have a diverse friendship, so they don't necessarily know how to look at talent in different ways. Yep. which messes us up because when you go into corporation, you look at it the same daggone way. You don't have a diverse lens. So do better. Be a better leader. <laughs> Be, Be a, a better, better leader. leader. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. For me, I would say, one, for those who hold leadership positions, if you are not mentoring or sponsoring someone or multiple individuals from various levels within the African-American black community, please do so. Um, I think that is very important. Um, secondly, I would say to Tisha's point, there are some amazing, phenomenal black African-American employees out there that work for these companies. And sometimes they are not seen so, you know, try to do your part and take the initiative in learning more about that group of individuals or people within your group, understand the value that they bring, recognize them, connect with them. Um, and then lastly, I would say, try to um, promote the talent within your company specifically um, those within the Black African American community, and we gotta change the way leadership looks. Like, if you don't have a diverse leadership team, then I think there's a problem. Mm -hmm. And I will go out and specifically say, if you don't have 
representation from the Black African American community. We need to get on that, make that happen somehow. Um, but yes, those would be my major takeaways. They have left me with a minute, literally, to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, you both had really, really great points. I I don't know what other corporations, other organizations, companies, I don't know what they do inside the four walls, but I can appreciate the check-ins that we had. Mm-hmm. I think having those more often and creating the dialogue to be able to talk about a variety of different topics, of course, one of those being injustice right mm-hmm. um even talking i mean why can't we have a conversation about the lack of diversity in leadership when we're like at an exec level why can't that be a conversation um so i i would appreciate something like that and even other uh, companies um again i don't know if they offer that but potentially putting something like that together um and promotion, like promote us. We are dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, promote us. We we are talented individuals. So it needs to be more opportunities for us to grow, more opportunities for us to be able to elevate. Um yeah, that's all I got. All right. With that, ladies, as always, really appreciate chit chat. It's and been real. Hey. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye, you guys. Thanks for listening.